ஓம் ஸ்ரீ சாய்ராம் வெல்கம் டு கொஸ்டின் அண்ட் ஆன்சர் செஷன் தேங்க்யூ வெரி மச் ஃபார் யுவர் டைம் த கொஸ்டின் இஸ் திஸ் வாட் இஸ் த மோஸ்ட் ப்ரெஷஸ் கிஃப்ட் ஆஃப் திஸ் லைஃப் வாட் இஸ் தி மோஸ்ட் வேல்யூபிள் கிஃப்ட் ஆஃப் லைஃப் வெல் லெட் மீ ட்ரை டு ஆன்சர் to the extent i can we have many divine gifts life is a gift of god the whole nature the animal world the plant world the rivers mountains the whole beauty of oceans rivers mountains well that's a gift of god given to us besides that our own parents have have given this gift of this body they have brought us up till this day and helped us to carry our own life thus we receive gifts from different quarters but the question is what is the most precious gift well if i am forced to say that i would call that most precious gift is the only one that is love there is no other gift more than this gift of love it is most precious and most valuable and this gift most precious love is given to us unconditionally by god himself we have not done anything to cultivate love to grow love nothing whatsoever love cannot be earned it cannot be passed on to another like any other commodity whether we deserve or not god has given us this love because it is his sheer gift this has to be realized and this love which is gift of gift to divine is not of this world and there's no rationality you cannot say he deserves and he the other person is undeserving no but anyway in loving we we feel good that's so beautiful intrinsically blissful that too when we love without any reason take for example the rainfall the rainfall uh, may happen anywhere the rain may fall on earth on sand on mountains rivers oceans anywhere we cannot say that the uh, rainfall be here no it may take place anywhere likewise love is like that and that love is not given in a fraction no love is given to us plentifully bountifully full to the brim of the cup of our heart when it is full the love starts overflowing when it overflows we have to share it here we have it has to be remembered love when it is shared becomes a bliss and when it is not shared 
it turns into a burden. We may not be aware of that. At times we feel that I love some people. They are not grateful to him. What is all this? You may feel very much disturbed. This is a wrong way. Because you don't expect anybody to be grateful to you. No. Because you love them, they need to be grateful. It's a wrong path. You cannot have it. On the other hand, when you shower love on anybody, you should be grateful to that person. Not the other way. The reason is, if you love a person, he could have denied it. He could have refused it. But he accepted your love. Therefore, you should be grateful to him. This is important. Because he received it. In fact, when you are receptive, open, feel grateful, you will be deserving love. Bounteously. On analysis you will know that no one can destroy love. It is a higher value of life. Similarly, compassion cannot be destroyed. Truth cannot be destroyed because they are very higher values of life. But then, we should be compassionate for those who are still in the dark. They are crawling like animals without realizing the value of love. Because your compassion and love may help them someday. And one basic thing is, you can love all when you don't condemn anybody. You can feel compassionate, feel pity on those who are yet to know this truth, this precious gift of life, the love. Have a deep concern for them because they have not developed their souls. This is a, a, a point that we have to recognize. The reality is ugly can never be victorious. It is not the power that wins. No. It is the peace. It is love. It is consciousness that go on winning and not the power. After all, some may have the power, but, but, the thing is, existence is always absolutely supportive to the consciousness and not to the power. The history will show that. On the way, we may have certain challenges. We cannot avoid them. But these challenges will indirectly help us to be alert and awake. That's what I can say on the most precious gift of life. There's another question on sickness. Yes, we know physical sickness. We fall sick at times because so many health issues. 
seasonal changes, change of place, change of dietary habits. Well, there may be many reasons for falling sick. This is a physical sickness. I am not speaking about that. We often feel confused. That confusion is sickness. We may not be aware of it. We may not know that it is sickness. Confusion is sickness. Just like this, no mad man ever recognizes that he is mad. If you go and tell him you are mad, he won't accept it. He has not realized that he is mad. So, that's uh, that, that his level. Similarly, the fundamental sickness of the soul that all of us suffer from. What is that sickness of the soul? We have forgotten our true identity. We have forgotten our true self. And we have become identified with the things which we are not. That's what you are is forgotten. That what you are not is identified with. This is the sickness of the soul. For this, what is responsible? Your mind is your sickness. Your mind is your sickness. So, what is the way? Coming to a no-mind state, N-O, or transcending the mind, is health. That is wholeness. That's what is meant by enlightenment. By this, what happens? You are no more identified with the body. No. For example, if you think that I am the body, how about this body? As a child, you are one, and grown-up man different, and as old person, altogether different body. Those that maintain their al albums, if they care to look into their past, they feel like crying. Body goes on changing. Helplessness. Now tell me, which body is yours? Is that the body when you were a child? Is that the body when you were an young man? Is that the body when you are old? No. So, that changing body is not you. And also it is even said that while in mother's womb, at one time we had the form of a fish. The forms go on changing. Some also say uh, we also uh, look like a monkey before born as a human being. Evolution. It was Charles Darwin proved the theory of evolution. All these stages we went through. In fact, the scientists say that life is first born in ocean where fish live. That is worshipped by Hindus as Matshyavatara. Matshya means fish. As it is said that we might have had this form of a monkey. The monkey is also worshipped in his country. Hanuman. So all these forms are worshipped. That is to be born in our mind. Now coming to the point of the mind, what is it?
in fact mind is not of your own making no mind is given by the society a hindu has his own mind a christian has got his own mind a muslim thinks in a different way then we are born with the brain only not the mind we are born with the brain and this slowly by and by shaped into the mind because of the influence of the society parents whatsoever therefore you are not the mind also so these are the sicknesses sickness of the body we know sickness of the mind we have come to know now sickness of the soul has already been pointed at this is what enlighten enlightenment means in enlightenment what is happening we come to the center center of life that is our being now imagine three circles one big circle is drawn within that another circle within that another circle there is a central point common to all these three circles the outer circle is the body next circle is the mind inner circle is intellect at the center is your being enlightened means coming to the center which you are it is coming home for this everyone has the potential to be enlightened that we have got to recognize it is not a, a speciality of anybody but we have no guts to say declare that i am sick of the mind no one says i am sick of the mind no no one accepts that i am confused because of this we lead a split life or schizophrenic life with the result what happens i don't know who i am in that state i am simply pulling on and dragging my life so the reality is there but being a patient i am suffering from sickness of the mind sickness of the soul when the sickness is gone the reality of health is restored your true identity your true self therefore it was lord buddha who said that i am surrounded by all blind people what is to be done let me be a physician make them see the reality unless they could see the reality there is no beauty there is no blissfulness there is no existence of uh, what you call existence of ecstasy nothing whatsoever or you can put it this way the ecstasy of existence in other words finally i would say that we should be in the way that our master wants us to be expects us to be not to be sick fall sick or sickness of the mind not to have any more sickness of the soul and then we'll re- we live as the sparks of the divine totally divine that's all i can say speak on spiritualness then the ne- next question is this who is spiritual 
what are the features of a spiritual person a very good question indeed it may require lengthy answer but i shall try to make it as short as i can because different points would be naturally uh, creep in in other questions in other subjects uh, in the coming period so we may refer to some of these points relating to this in future for the present i'll tell you the concept of a spiritual individual there are two ways of life one is the way a common life usual life a routine life a scheduled life a programmed life that is the life of sheep they follow each other one after one, one after one blindly the life of a sheep but there is another lifestyle as we know that lion is the king of the forest it does not follow any other animal it comes alone that's all likewise a spiritual person chooses to be a lion an individual and not simply a follower not an imitator no and in the process of being totally individualistic on your own like a lion what happens there will be transformation if we just examine the society failed to bring any transformation education did not help us leaders political they went on cheating till this day so there is no scope for any transformation so this transformation is possible when we lead an authentic life and when we try to find our authentic being that is our true identity the self and a spiritual person is always a seeker of truth the truth of truths yes and ordinarily in we find we are disciplined either at home or in the or in the society or in the community but discipline is imposed by outer sources or outer forces but a spiritual person disciplines himself and that discipline is different from what society wants what religion wants what parents expect therefore disciplining one's own self need not be same as the society religion or parents want us no in other words a, a spiritual person is rebellious in spirit rebellious because he is passing through that uh, effect of rebellion within himself and what happens then when he becomes a spiritual rebel he has nothing to lose except his misery he can drop his misery easily and for this the spiritual person looks into the eyes of his master of his preceptor of his guide who can 
send his rays beyond darkness indicating the path to blissfulness to benediction the preceptor through his rays he can show you the way to blissfulness yes and his rays travel beyond the darkness which is the present state of affairs and so a, a spiritual person is the one who really wants to be who feels as he is and who is utterly empty who realizes that his life is a futile exercise and that he is living meaninglessly therefore feels despair that's why we find them when we are privileged fortunate enough to meet them and a spiritual person contacts a guru who is fulfilled and who is who is beyond all questions a guru has only answers in other words disciple is a question master is an answer we have to drop the unnecessary luggage we should be as late as possible in life and we should be receptive to our master and therefore we don't need to be miserable we can live in ecstasy we can radiate even blissfulness but above all a spiritual man loves to be silent utterly silent absolutely silent these are the uh, few of the points that that i can share with you on this uh, topic of a spiritual person thank you very much for your time sai ram